Export Audio 125. Oh, we're just in it. Yeah, I think it's 125. I think that's right. Oh, this is only seven days ago? It yeah. feels like 14 because I've had such a shit week at work. And we watched a four-hour movie. We did watch a four-hour movie. Before we get to talking about that four-hour movie, you got any wife update stuff? I got a wife. Well, good podcast. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> life sucks. Yeah. Every day is a waking nightmare. That's my <laughs> wife update. Why have you... Uh, what's the fucking line from that stupid video I showed you one time? You've shown me a lot of stupid shit over the years, I don't know. It's like C-3PO screaming, like, why have you given me, like, feelings and not skin? <laughs> Every step is a new nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody is gonna know what I'm talking about and be like, uh, that video has a lot of racist jokes in it. And I'll be like, yeah, it's just also a video I watched... When I was young enough that dumb lines get stuck in my head. That's today. What? Lines get stuck in our heads today. Yeah. Chicken chaser! Chicken chaser! <laughs> Ooh, chicken chaser! What you Look been at up the to chickens! What you been up to? I quit playing Fable. Yeah. <laughs> I downloaded a new game that I wanted to do some Let's Plays of. What did you download? That's a secret. Okay. Because I saw a game that you decided not to play. I wasn't sure what you had mm -hmm. decided to play. I downloaded the DOS version of the first Wizardry game, but my fucking wrist is killing me lately playing games on keyboard, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Part of the reason I don't play Rogue that much. Yeah. I, um... I started reading comics a little bit this week. I reread Mon the first volume of Monstrous um, so that I could hopefully like read every every volume of Monstrous that's come out since then. Uh, I haven't pursued that just because like the last two days have been like busy, but um, mm -hmm. started reading Spy X Family. That's super good. I've only read two chapters of it so far, but it's super good. Um, also, the two chapters I've read add up to like a hundred pages, so it's like longer than like an I don't know. <clears throat> I feel like most manga chapters are more like 20 to 30 pages, like an issue of comics, you know? But mm -hmm. these are like double length, it seems like. Um. <coughs> mm. Pardon me. Um. Anything else I've been up to? I hacked my PS3! Yeah, how'd that go? It's It went really well. I, um... The hacking part was easy. It was like the figuring out the easiest way to get games onto the PS3 was the hard part. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, hacking it, super quick, super easy. There was, like, a 20-minute video I watched, and then I was, like, it, the, the PS3 was hacked within, like, two hours, probably. Maybe three. Um, but it did take your whole attention that whole time. Yeah, but, like, I I was also just, like, mega depressed that day, and, like... You tend to pick something to managerial and hyper-fixate on it, so that was just that, instead of organizing music in your library. Right, exactly. Um, the part that was, like, that part was easy. The part that was stressful was, like, the, um, trying to understand... Trying to find, like, the right tutorials, because there's a couple different methods, and, like, a lot of them are poorly explained, of, like, getting 
games onto the PS3. There's like an app you can install on the PS3 that will download games. Like, it'll download it straight from the PSN servers. Um, That's fucking... That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, there's an app you can install on the PS3 that will just download games straight from the PSN servers. And it mostly works, but there are a lot of games where it needs a, like, wrap file. Like a... Um, just to, like like, kind of authenticate, like, your PS3. Like, oh, if it has this file on it, it's a legit copy, and, like, the PS3 lets you play it, you know? Um, and so that, um, that app didn't always, like, have, like, wrap files, and also it took for fucking ever, because the PS3 is a slow piece of shit. The PS4 is also a slow piece of shit. That's true. Um, so then I downloaded a, a similar app, for my computer that just downloads games straight from the, the PSN. But um, the trick with that one is that um, you then have to move those files from your computer to your PS3, which is a very long process. But um, I can do other things on my laptop while moving files, which is not true. Like, the other thing about the PS3 that's really frustrating is, like, when you're downloading something on the PS3... You you can't download anything on the background, and when you're installing a game, like that's all you're doing is you're just installing it. You can't like you can download in background. No, you can't. I remember doing it. Well, I don't know. I guess the stuff that I've been downloading doesn't let you download in background. Um, you can't install things in the background. I know that much because <clears throat> so then you just like have to like hit the install on it, and then go find something else to do for 20 minutes. But anyway, I've been playing a bunch of Ridge Racer 7, which is a fucking incredible game. Um, cool. You like holding down one button to make the game go? Racing nerd? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cool. <laughs> I, I had a moment a week or two ago where I was like, oh, I want to play a video game. Um kind of want to play burnout paradise but like i because like burnout paradise is like the only driving game i've ever liked Mm -hmm. but i've also played burnout paradise for so many hundreds of hours that i was like well maybe i should try a different driving game maybe like there are other games in this genre that i should try and i just literally never have just literally have never tried other games in the genre other than Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Need for Speed Most Wanted and Need for Speed Most Wanted. And I only like Need for Speed Most Wanted, the first one. The other two I don't like very much. So I thought maybe I would, I thought maybe I just didn't like driving games because I didn't like a couple of Need for Speed games. Turns out I'm wrong. Turns out, like, I played. What about Rivals? I haven't played Rivals. I played Hotshot Racing, which is like an indie game from last year. That game's great. And I played Ridge Racer. That game's amazing. Ridge Racer fucking rules. Ridge Racer! No one says it in this one. It's kind of a bummer. That's because he said it on stage. I don't love... um, Visually, I understand what Hotshot Racing is going for, but it's not doing much for me. The big problem with Hotshot Racing is that there's no progression to it. You start the game with every track and every car unlocked, and so you just have to kind of, like, you just play it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool game, 
But like, I think if it had some sort of progression, um, it would be a lot better. Um, but it's a really cool game. Did you ever play arcade racers in like uh, CC's pizzas or anything? I did, but I didn't really understand them most of the time. You know, the ones I played at the pizza places didn't have a seat. Hmm. So we would have, I never had one in a CC's pizza, but there were like various arcades at like bowling alleys and like pizza street. Um, Mm -hmm. they usually had seats. My problem was I just didn't, um, I didn't get it because like I didn't, I was a kid and I didn't know like what drifting was or how to do it in a fucking, uh, game. And so I would just lose a bunch. And so the one that I played a lot was Hydro Thunder. We, de- I definitely, somewhere in my town, there was a Hydro Thunder machine. I don't remember where. Genuinely couldn't tell you where I played Hydro Thunder, but like, I, as soon as you pulled it up, I was like, yep, I know this one. Um, definitely played some Daytona USA. You ever play Big Rigs? That off the road racing? Uh-huh. No. No, I didn't. Have you? Uh, no. My favorite arcade game as a kid was one that they had at Chuck E. Cheese and nowhere else as far as I knew. Skee-Ball. Uh, no. Because um, there was also Paradise Park in my town. Where Paradise Park was like, they had a big arcade, they had a big like play area where you could go like shoot foam balls at each other, and then they had a... They had bumper cars behind the arcade, and then they had a mini golf course out back. Um, and I don't want to know how much that shit cost if you were, like, trying to do a birthday party. Also, they had a laser tag thing upstairs. Uh, but it wasn't as good as Laser Storm, which was near the Home Depot. Um, I think it was called Laser Storm? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paradise, at Paradise Park and at Chuck E. Cheese, it was kind of like, you know, those, you ever played the one where you, like, climbed in and you, like, shut the little curtain and you were in a TIE fighter and it was, like, supposed to be, like, you're sitting in the cockpit the of a TIE fighter? The closest to that I saw was a Jurassic Park one. That's what, so, I never liked the TIE fighter one, but I did like, we had the Jurassic Park one as well, where you were supposed to be, like, sitting in, like, the seat of a Jeep and it was, like, you and your friend and it's like, a rail shooter. That was really cool. I always saw the Star Wars one that had a stick and mm-hmm. you piloted the X-Wing with it, but then also... In the next level, it was the lightsaber. Yes, and you would yes. Do, like, the dueling. Yes. I didn't like that one as much as I liked the Jurassic Park one. I don't care about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are fucking cool. I don't know what your problem is. They're just lizards. Yeah. Actually, they're kind of like birds. They're kind of like the missing link between the two, if you think about it. Damn. I did my time being a dinosaur-obsessed kid, and now I don't care. Also, people love to add dinosaurs to D&D settings to make them cooler, and it just makes them worse. Oh, that's boring. Why would you put dinosaurs in? There's dragons already. You put the dinosaurs in, and then the halflings ride the dinosaurs. And that's, like, their thing. Like, the halflings war mount is a velociraptor rather than, like, a dog or a... That's boring. Because if you're a small-sized character, your mount is going to be, like, a dog or a pig. That's boring. So they give him a velociraptor. So you have a cool mount. That's boring. Yeah. I think there's dinosaurs in Dark Sun, the post-apocalypse D&D setting. 
That's the plant, the one where the halflings are cannibals. Mm, I see. Um, release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I I'm not HBO. I cannot release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I don't have the Snyder Cut. You have it. I don't. I cannot release the Snyder Cut. I think I downloaded a better version of the movie than you did. Our the version that I downloaded didn't have subtitles, um, which was really frustrating. Um, where's the, the version you downloaded? The version that I downloaded, I think. Why does it? You know, it's not going to play this. Why did you do that? <laughs> We're just going to watch the Snyder Cut on air. This is our commentary track. <laughs> but like, I feel like my video quality is better than yours was. Huh. Yours. I just went just... with the one that was most seated. I don't know. Yours was, like, kind of blurry at times. And mm. now that's not going to help with this scene underwater. The underwater scenes in the movie were kind of bad. They're just kind of... They don't look good. They just don't look good. Those boobs look all right, though. Those boobs are pretty good. Um, yeah, I just had, had this feeling like uh, my veins are filled with nothing but gasoline. But, like, it seemed like um, my version was sharper than yours or something. Huh. Maybe I downloaded a 720 version I didn't notice. I don't know. Oh, here's here's our guy. Do you know he? I was listening to so. This is a Snyder Cut podcast now, I guess. Um, uh-huh. Well, okay. I want to not be a Snyder Cut podcast, which means that like I don't want to like have to summarize it and like have takes and like look at the whole thing as a whole, I kind of want to just talk about whatever we felt, you know? I feel like there are a lot of, like, Snyder Cut podcasts coming out this week. Um, this one by our good friends who I have yet to listen to. That, uh, so I have listened to the first uh, 30 minutes, I think, this morning. Um, uh, I guess the first hour um, of Blockbusters, which is, uh, if you go to abnormalmapping.com, or patreon.com slash abnormal mapping and you subscribe. Uh, Blockbuster is usually a $5 podcast, but uh, the Snyder Cut is a $1 episode. So for $1, you can get um, Jackson and Austin talking about the Snyder Cut. So people should do that. Uh, I think that's probably going to be a better, like, Snyder Cut podcast, because I don't really want to, like, summarize the movie. I kind of want to just react to it, if that's okay. (laughs) Um... So, so I was listening. I was listening to Jackson and Austin's podcast about it, and apparently they filmed that scene. The yeah. that scene in Jared Leto or in Zack Snyder's backyard. Jared Leto's backyard. <laughs> they filmed the Jared Leto scene in Jared Leto's backyard. Uh, I I do want you to react to one thing. Okay, which is uh, Justice League. Justice. Justice. This motherfucker said Justice. Wonder Woman scene comparison. J-U-S-T-U-C-E. This is a fascinating video. Oh, no. Okay. So, what we have here is from a YouTube channel called Witch Doctor. Justice League 2021 versus 2017. Wonder Woman saves London comparison. Zack Snyder versus Joss Whedon cut. Can I give... Can I give listeners some context about my feelings? What about is the Snyder Cut? 
Okay. <laughs> People know what the Snyder Cut is. I'm not saying what the Snyder Cut is. Okay. You either know or... You have lived under a rock. I don't care. And some people are about to turn off the podcast because they don't want to hear about Snyder Cut. That's kind of what we did this week. Yeah. Like, we did a podcast seven days ago. So, yeah. tough. <laughs> <laughs> we did a podcast seven days ago, and, like, I have just had a hell week at work. You have also had a hell week at work. And... Like, there's just not enough content for if I talk about uh, hacking the PS3, because that's the only other thing I've done. I haven't even touched it yet. Yeah. I don't think you even downloaded any of my games for it yet. What did you... You wanted me to get Force Unleashed? Yeah. For Journal. For Journal. Someday. Someday. What else did you want me to get? I don't know. You I wanted Lair? I, ha- no, I own Lair. I own a disc of Lair. I was holding a disc of Lair not, not 24, 24 hours, hours ago. ago. <laughs> um... I just want to watch this video, and I'm going to let people sync it up if they want. Okay. Let me tell... I just want to give listeners... Yeah. This is my favorite scene of the movie. By far. Really? I So, I have not seen the Whedon version of Justice League at all. Me either. But I did see a picture of what Whedon... Uh, uh, Steppenwolf? I've seen a couple clips now that are, like... Very quippy and terrible. Also, yeah, Whedon Steppenwolf looks terrible. He just looks like a guy. He just looks like a guy. Oh, he does not see it. Um, so, the Wonder Woman bank scene was my favorite part of the Snyder Cup. Because, um, nobody makes that superhero movie. Um, I guess, like... The closest thing to to what that scene does for me is, like, Age of Ultron, which is, like, a terrible fucking movie. A terrible movie where, like, super mega 9-11 happens at, at the end of it. But um, Captain America is like, we saved everyone. We evacuated the city and no one died. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Like, you can't just do a 9-11... But no one died because, like, the American military was so good. Um, I'm kind of co-opting a point that, like, Austin was saying on the podcast just now. But I think, like, he's right. And, I, like, I was thinking a similar thing. The Wonder Woman scene is just, like, she just, like, goes in and saves everybody. She just has superpowers and beats up bad guys who are going to blow up children for fun. Um... Excuse you, they're radical uh, reactionary (laughs) terrorists. Yeah, she grabs a guy and he's like, we're reactionary terrorists. We just want to see the world burn. And I was like, that is not a thing that anybody would say. (laughs) But I guess you just have to take him at his word. Um, I have to imagine that those are guys from comics, right? (sighs) But yeah, it's just my favorite scene in the whole movie because it's just... It's just only one from superheroes. She just saves them. Wonder Woman... (laughs) Bitch can't type today. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Can you be fucking chill for two seconds? But yeah, she just saves everyone. It's nice. And then she she saves everyone, and then she tells that kid that, like, you can be Wonder Woman too. You know? She's like, all that I want superheroes to be. Like, that's all. Like, that's why Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 are the best superhero movies that have ever been made. Because that's what... He just saves people because he's Spider-Man and it's what he does. You know? It's all I want. 
So this gang is called Black Clad. Okay. The quote at the top of the wiki page is, We're a small group of reactionary terrorists who want to turn back the clock in Europe a thousand years. That's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Appearances. Black Clad. Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I do not know this group at all, but let's watch this scene. So this is from... So on the left we have uh, the Whedon version. On the right we have the Snyder Cut. I'm going to click... Play. It's two and a half minutes long, so I'm not making everyone just sit through a huge thing. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Here, can you tilt the screen a little bit toward me? So to keep it synced, oh. it just pauses the 2017 version whenever new shit is in the Zack Snyder version. Oh, this rules. They cut that? That's what they cut? They cut her kicking ass? She looks so good in this scene, though. They cut her kicking all the ass. Her kicking ass is what makes the scene good. And then the slow-mo part <laughs> here, where she tosses the briefcase. I People complain about... I can't tell what's cut and what's reshoots, though, also. Like, um, I know they did some reshoots. The scene's just going, and yeah, the the Whedon version hasn't caught up. Like the scene just breathes in the Snyder cut, which makes sense because it's a four-hour movie. And but like, also the that, the shitty like Marvel music in the just in the Whedon version. Mm -hmm. Also, they took out every opportunity to use her theme song. Yeah, for real. See... The scene in the Whedon version doesn't work as well for me, in part because if you don't show her kicking ass earlier, you don't get, like, how cool it is that she's now turning those powers on, like, saving people. <laughs> and so abruptly. It ends really abruptly. But just, like, seeing how... Like sparse that scene is. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I haven't actually seen the Snyder version, but we'll, I'm, I'm loading it up now. We don't. We'll the Whedon version, it. you mean? What? Which one? You said the Snyder version. This, yeah, this version. Yeah. I haven't actually seen this version without the pauses. We don't need to sync this up or anything. <laughs> it's not that important. Yeah. Um. It's just like. I will say that, like, visually, I kind of like the color grading on Whedon's version of the movie a little better, but I also understand how this 
looks identical to Mar- Marvel movies. Like, it is totally indistinguishable from Marvel movies visually if you color grade it this way, so... Also, when this first pause happened, I thought that in Whedon's version... Yeah, there was a hero black intro. and white freeze frame. Yeah, a black and white freeze frame. Yeah. That would be pretty sick, though. Um... You know what? Oh, Jesus. That cuts so quick. She just throws that guy and kicks that guy, and now she's out. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't even jump up. She just throws it? No, she jumps into the next room. Into Uh. the next floor. This is so fast. So... I'm, now I'm watching it again. Yeah. The problem with... So the reason that I did not want to watch the Snyder Cut... There's a couple reasons. One, I don't generally like superhero movies anymore. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to like them a lot. I don't anymore. Um, I still do, but I don't like the Marvel ones. Yes. I always like the X-Men ones. Yeah. Well, the X-Men... Now the X-Men movies are going to be Marvel movies. You know? It's such a bummer. Oh, are they? Yeah. Because they're so cause dumb Disney, and weird. D- Disney bought Fox, and now they're just going to fold all that back into the MCU. Man. They're going to reboot all that they're shit. They're not going to give us Oscar Isaac in blue face paint anymore? Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I think I've seen the Apocalypse movie, but I don't remember it. X-Men Apocalypse is a really fun movie. <laughs> um... We're just watching X-Men Apocalypse now. We're just watching, a, you know, some clips of... This seems like fake edits. Yeah. We yeah, gotta stop watching stuff so I can talk edits, but at some point. It's, oh, it's all fight scenes. It's just cutting specifically to when two characters okay. are fighting. That's why it looks like shit. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me, let, let's talk instead of watching stuff, because I can't talk when we're, like, clicking on things. <laughs> um, this guy... But, but, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? Marvel. X-Men. So I didn't want to watch it because I don't like, I I don't really like superheroes movies anymore. I used to. I used to like them a lot. I don't anymore. And I don't, uh, the other reason is that I was like, we've been talking a lot about how I feel like I don't like movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh my god. That movie is four hours long. I'm going to be so bored. I'm going to, like, hate this. I'm going to not have any fun. And it's four hours. And I think, one, having the intermissions helps a lot. Um, I stopping f- points. Yeah. Because he doesn't have an intermission. That would be that would be really funny if there was, like, a, a, a three-minute, like, here's some music. We only took advantage of, like, one stopping point, but having the chapter breaks makes me feel a little bit sane of, like, not checking how long is this? How long is this? Because that's what I'm doing a lot of the time, even in a 90-minute movie. It's like, how far along am I? Because I don't have a good sense of, you know, that sort of stuff sometimes. Um, So the the chapter breaks help a lot. Um, And I think, like, the movie is just really well-paced. Like, it's a four-hour movie that I feel like is doing stuff with all that four hours. It's not really spinning its wheels. I never felt like it was spinning its wheels. Well, until the end. Yeah, the end. 
Yeah. It doesn't end on the strongest note. It definitely starts stronger than it finishes. But the end is like the last ten minutes of a four-hour movie. Yes. And the scene after the bad scene is still decent. It's fine. Yeah. Um, We should talk about Martian Manhunter in a second. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't feel like it's spinning its wheels. I And I feel like... And also, there's other details about that that I learned. Okay. So I feel like I just feel like it's doing good stuff with the time. It's it's never like I was. It's not even just like every scene feels necessary. There's nothing that I would have like cut out because it felt unnecessary. And also, I feel like there's not a lot of unnecessary time in those scenes. Even like the excessive slow mo stuff feels like it has that's, its purpose. That's all great. The closest thing to something I would cut is Aquaman. Just cut him entirely? He's not really core yeah. to the story in this one. All his solo scenes are, like, fine. I appreciate Willem Dafoe Fishman. That guy can stay. <laughs> but, like, honestly, all the underwater stuff looked bad. Yeah, all the underwater stuff looks really bad. All of the Aquaman, you know, uh, whatever his personal arc is with his dad is, like... I don't care, partially because I know that that's never going to be addressed. Zack Snyder's done making superhero movies, as far well, as I know. Well, they went and made a, an Aquaman movie. They made an Aquaman movie. movie, and I don't think it's about that. I have no idea what I, it's he about. He goes back underwater, I know that. But, like, yeah. also, I'm just not engaged with this Aquaman. I like He's, this I like this Aquaman. It is solely on Jason Momoa's performance. Yeah. I have nothing in the, in the script. And it's like, this is fine. I appreciate the the Momoa that we have. Mm-hmm. He's not connected to very many many things in the plot. Yeah, the way that Flash and Cyborg and well, mostly Flash and Cyborg are. Yeah, um, it's you finish what you're saying. It's just that, like, if you were going to cut any character, you could probably axe forty minutes by cutting Aquaman entirely. I don't really know why. Like, other than the knowledge of, like, oh, we want to build a franchise, we want this character from the comics to be here, I would have been more interested by another character that wasn't Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But I understand that the the part where, like, the Atlanteans and the Amazons used to hate each other, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But even that is, like, just kind of sprinkled in. Yeah. They don't really make a, that focal enough. You don't have the die side by side with an elf scene, really. Yeah. You have a kind of scene like that, but it's not, it doesn't have enough weight to it because I don't think there's, they've, the Amazons are barely in this too. Yeah. It, it, it's weird because I haven't seen a lot of, the, there's a lot of DCEU stuff that I haven't seen, and there's stuff that I haven't seen since it was in theaters. I like the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Wonder so Woman I don't mo- remember what the Amazon's deals are at all. Wonder Woman movie was totally fine. There's a big dumb Marvel fight scene at the end. There's the a guy. Wonder- there's a glowing guy. The Wonder Woman <laughs> movie is like... I would describe it... And I haven't seen the newer one. The, the 80s one. Yeah. I would describe the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie as like... A really good Marvel movie. You know? That's such an indictment. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's... I went to the theater. I had a lot of fun. Haven't thought about it since then. It's hard to approach that one without thinking about Captain America. Yeah, it is so clearly trying to be that. I don't know if it's trying to be that, but it's just like... I know that it's World War One instead of World War Two, but it's just like... 
the parts of this movie where they flash back to World War II, it just reminded me of, oh, remember like seven years ago when you watched that movie about World War II and there was a box in it? Mm-hmm. And there was a, there was a plot in the box? That first Captain America movie is probably like the, that first Captain America movie is like, if you, if you put a gun to my head and it was like, you have to watch a Marvel movie today, I'd probably choose that first Captain America movie. I would- a Marvel movie. Yeah. Specifically Marvel Studios. Yes, Marvel, Marvel Studios. I can't just watch Ghost Rider. You cannot watch Ghost Rider because obviously if I had the choice, I would either watch Ghost Rider or <laughs> Spider-Man 3. I oh, will, yeah. I'll watch Spider-Man 3 tonight. <laughs> um, that movie's great. <laughs> All right, if you had you put a gun in my head and said watch any Marvel movie. I mean... Ghost Rider is so good. Do I pick one that I know is the least offensive or one I just haven't seen yet so I'll always be mildly curious? You know? See, I like, could... Do I put in Ant-Man and the Wasp? No. <laughs> no. I saw Ant-Man. That movie's nope. abysmal. If anything, I would pick the Gyllenhaal one because I need to watch more Gyllenhaal uh, movies. There's a Gyllenhaal one? He's Mysterio. Oh, he's Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, he's hot in that movie. Okay. <laughs> You can't make Mysterio hot, I feel like. He's supposed to be a fucking dork. Oh, he seems to be a fucking dork. Look at this. Yeah, okay. He's like... Guy. <laughs> this is just... Gyllenhaal. This is just Jake Gyllenhaal to me. Yeah, he's not even like... That's the most Gyllenhaal face I've seen on this character. He's not doing anything (laughs) he's just being this is okay so this was like one of the distinctions i felt so acutely and i think i think it's because they're not clipping like i think watching a superhero movie where nobody's like doing like uh jokes at each other Mm. helps this helps reinforce this i felt like these actors were playing characters there's there are jokes in this movie there are jokes in this movie. This movie has levity, but, like, it's not, like, joke, 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 joke. And, like, there are some quips, but they're much more forgivable because it's like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Drives off in his Mercedes Benz to a, like, piece of licensed music. Yeah. And almost gets hit by somebody because he, like, cuts across the street to get onto the access ramp. Right. And so, like... That that scene, to me, feels like... I never looked at Ben Affleck and thought, that's Ben Affleck. I looked at Ben Affleck and I'm like, oh, that's Batman. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, the last time I... Like, when I watch a Marvel movie and I see Robert Downey Jr., I'm not thinking, that's Iron Man. I'm thinking, that's famous well, actor Robert Downey Jr. I've never Jr. seen Robert Downey Jr. in anything other than Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes. So uh-huh. to me, that is just Iron Man. Yeah. But I get it. I'm um, fucking... When, when, uh, when Captain America is on screen, I'm just thinking, that's Chris Pine. Um, and you're like, wait, no. Chris Pine isn't in this movie. That's Chris Evans. Right. <laughs> like, the the actors are not characters to me. They're just actors in costumes. When I see Captain America do, a, like, a virtuous Captain America line, I just think of Lucas Lee. Yeah. Punching out Scott Pilgrim and then looking at Ramona and saying, he seems nice. <laughs> That's 
so funny. It's really good. It seems nice. He has 30 <laughs> seconds in that movie, and he's really doing he a great job. The show. Because that's, he's not just Captain America yet. Yes. yes. And now he's just Captain America. I haven't seen him in anything except Snowpiercer since Captain America. But in Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer feels so deliberately like, oh, look at Captain America. <laughs> like, it feels like that's what, it feels like he's in that movie because he's Captain America. You know? Um. Uh, and so, I, I, I think here's so. somebody who's mocked up Jake uh, uh, Gyllenhaal Mysterio by photoshopping a bubble around his head in some other movie. You know what? If that guy walked into a Marvel movie, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go see that. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about um, Eisenberg Luther? I wasn't warm on it, but you know, whatever. Did you? You didn't see Batman v Superman. I have seen Batman v Superman. I think on two occasions. Oh. I was high both times, oh. and I was a boy. Uh-huh. So like, all that gone from my memory. I watched it with my girlfriend at the time, and we were both very ironic Red Letter Media people, so mm-hmm. we were, like, watching it ironically to make fun of it, and, like, I would probably still make fun of it if I watched it now, but, like, thinking back on that movie, it's probably really funny. It's also, like, I I don't know that I saw the extended version. It sounds like the extended version is better. So I remember thinking it was super grim, dark, and serious. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's not as serious as I thought. I also like my taste has just changed a lot since then. And um, when it because when did that movie come out? Twenty sixteen. No, yes, twenty sixteen. So that would have been that's like the last year that I was like I was really into Marvel movies in twenty sixteen. I think. Um, let me check. Let's check. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, Dawn so, of Justice, right? It's called Dawn of Justice. So 2016 is also the year that Black Panther came out. Um, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and those were like the last two Marvel movies that I really, really liked. Um, and like I was... I was super in on Marvel movies for a very long time. For, like, probably five or six years, like, I saw all of them. I saw them all multiple times. I was, like, a super big Marvel person. And then, like, I don't know what happened in 2017. I do know what happened in 2017. Donald Trump got elected. I became a girl. (laughs) Like, um, my tastes just changed, and I just didn't care anymore also ant-man came out and ant-man is like such a bad movie that it maybe broke me of liking marvel stuff because i was like all of these movies are exactly like ant-man and ant-man is terrible (laughs) i'm looking at there are seven seasons of legend of tomorrow yeah there are oh there's six so far oh my god so i'm looking at arrowverse because i'm trying to figure out which dc shows are connected and which aren't Uh and so like titans is not Arrowverse. You're right. And neither is Gotham. Yes. Supergirl did not start Arrowverse, but became Arrowverse. Right. Supergirl was on a different network. But then they moved it to CW. I should watch that show. I should. I think I would really like Supergirl, I bet. I watched two seasons of Arrow and, like, two episodes of The Flash. I watched two um, and a half seasons of Arrow. Genuinely, some of the most m- miserable movie- like miserable TV I've ever seen 
I watched one season of The Flash, really liked it, just kind of fell off after that. Because at that point, I'd seen four seasons of Arrowverse shit, and I was, like, tapped out. But I bet I would like Supergirl. I think... I... God, there's so much TV, though, huh? Yeah. They've been doing this for 11 years. They've been doing this for 11 years, and they've been making so many of these shows. Eight seasons of Arrow... Six, uh, seven episodes of the Flash, seven seasons, seasons of the Flash with another on the way. Six seasons of Supergirl. It looks like it's airing of, right now. Yeah, of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, four of Black Lightning. Uh, three of Batwoman. I didn't even know Batwoman was real. Batwoman's kind of a weird thing because they they had go go to Batwoman. I can't remember. I think the first season they had Ruby Rose. Um, oh, from Ruby? From Ruby. Yeah, so the first season... Oh, they recast Batwoman? Yes. So, because Ruby Rose is like a movie star, I think. I think she's like in movies, and I think they, like, I think she just left the project, and so they had to recast her, and I think they, like, made a new character Batwoman. I think Ruby Rose left, and um, they put a new person to be Kate Kane, but then they made somebody else be Batwoman instead of Kate Kane, I think is how that went. I'm not sure. Um, I think. Could be wrong. Could be just that... Um, no, her different appearance will be explained as a surgical alteration. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So, and also there's, like, Superman and Lois, which apparently just started. What? Starring, uh, Dean Cain? <laughs> uh. I should watch that. But yeah, this is a new thing that just started, apparently. It's I'm... in the Arrowverse. They put Superman in the Arrowverse before Batman. Unless Batman is in the Batwoman show. Lizzie, if you're listening to this. Lizzie? Ice Cream Jones. Oh, our friend Lizzie, not like some actor on... Okay, go No. Lizzie, if you're listening to this, tell me when that the first season of that Superman and Lois show ends, because I'm going to watch that. I'm, I might watch Supergirl, too. Um, I'm a really big Superman person. Oh, wait, wait, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane return to Smallville with their sons, Jonathan and Joy. I need to watch this show. I'm going to watch it all when the first season ends. I'm just going to, like, watch it all at the same time. But this sounds like the perfect show for me. <laughs> this is all I want. <laughs> I love him. Um, I just love him. You you got up from the couch yes. to scream when Superman shows up in at the end of... Uh, so, so, the... The closest the movie came to just, like, really losing me. Because I... I don't like Man of Steel. I have not seen Man of Steel since it was in theaters. I know... I have some friends and acquaintances who really like Man of Steel. And so I would be willing to give it another shot. But... I'm super particular about how I like Superman. Um... You know, just, like... Just... Cards on the table, like, All-Star Superman is, like, my favorite superhero comic of all time. Nothing is ever going to un unseat All-Star Superman. Like, 
that's that's where I'm at with Superman. Is like All Star Superman is my shit, <laughs> and any, kind of anything that isn't going for the exact tone that All Star Superman has, I like get wary. I'm like, okay, this character it's means hazy. this. <laughs> <laughs> like this character, this specific interpretation of this character means a lot to me, and like there are other Superman stories that do that, and there are a lot of Superman stories that don't do that. And Man of Steel kind of, like, hits some of that for me and then diverts away from it in, like, important ways so that, like, I don't like Snyder's version of Superman. And, um, I feel <laughs> strangely, I will say, when Superman shows up in this movie and is immediately Jesus, and I know that's what's... I know th that Snyder's Superman has been Jesus from day one, but, like, it's... There's a scene where he's, like, floating there and all the people are, like, worshipping him or whatever. It, it, I haven't seen that movie. I just know that shot. It, this this movie kind of beats you over the head with the second coming stuff for a minute, and it kind of was starting to lose me. I was kind of like, where are we going with this? And then he goes, he, like, he, he goes to Kansas and refines, like, who he is. And, um, like, I was like, all right, all right, I'm back in. And then he goes and talks to Jeremy Irons. Also, you and I were hooting and hollering every time Jeremy Irons is on screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. I love him. Especially, he's kind of, like, dickish in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, like, telling Wonder Woman how to make the tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite, this is not a Jeremy Irons thing, but maybe my favorite, my favorite Batman Alfred thing was Ben Affleck walking up to him and be like, this is Alfred, I work for him. <laughs> I like when Cyborg hacks the bat crawler, uh -huh. and he's like, Al Alfred, I'll take it from here, and Alfred's like, do I, sorry, do I know you? <laughs> um... <laughs> So he goes to see Alfred, and Alfred's like, let me tell you where they're at. Like, let me give you a rundown. And I kind of forgot. I like, I kind of forgot. Like, the movie gives you just enough of this other action scene with, like, the rest of the Justice League that you kind of forget that, like, Superman is on his way. Um, And, like, it goes on and it goes on, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how are they going to do this? How are they going to, like... Like, it seems like Steppenwolf is going to win. And, like, you know in your head, it's a superhero movie. The superheroes are going to win. They're going to cut but off he does Steppenwolf's win. Steppenwolf head. does win. Steppenwolf wins. Yeah. And, and then Superman is just there out of nowhere. And he takes this big fucking swing with an axe to his shoulder. And he says, I'm not impressed. And I stood up off the couch and started crying and cheering. I love him. <laughs> But then Steppenwolf wins, and Flash has to do the the mega run. Yeah, that's also cool. I, 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 I also appreciated that they at least like set that up with the first time. Yes, because he makes the box come out of the water. Yes. Um, I so I I watched one season of The Flash and liked it. Um, I like Grant Gustin in that role. I was kind of like surprised, honestly, when they didn't have Grant Gustin be in the movie, but it also, it makes sense, you know? I really don't like Ezra Miller in this movie. I think Ezra Miller is like a black hole where, like, everything charming and good about this movie goes to die. 
Um, I was ready to like Ezra Miller when I first saw the clip of Batman meeting the Flash four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this seems like a cool actor, like a funny actor. Maybe this, maybe I'll like this guy. Maybe mm-hmm. this Flash is going to be like a guy that I mm-hmm. like. And then, no. But the thing I will say is the way that the movie very casually introduces the Speed Force, doesn't dwell on it, doesn't need to explain it, just says... I call it the Speed Force. I call it the Speed Force. And then it get weird sometimes if I go too fast. Yeah. Like, weird, like, physics slash magic stuff happens. That's all you need to know. Like, I think it makes that moment... Like, I don't like Ezra Miller, but I like, like, what they do with the Flash in this movie. Mm -hmm. And, like... It makes me want to go read Flash comics, which I've never no, done. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not that deep in. I'm I've not, never been a I'll Flash. I'll never be tricked. I've never been a Flash person, but I was like, oh, so the Speed Force stuff seems really cool. I know everybody likes those Mark Wade comics. Maybe I should go read those. Like, um. They made a TV show called Krypton. I vaguely remember this. Um. Is developed by Goyer, who was like that, uh. That guy who wrote um, The Dark Knight and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. The movies? And Batman Returns. And Blade 2? Blade, Blade 2? Blade 3. Good. Blade oh. 3. <laughs> Here, click on David Esquire. Um, yeah, he wrote The Dark Knight Trilogy. He also wrote Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um... Here, scroll down. Scroll down Blade to his, trilogy. Scroll down Adventures. to his movies because I think he wrote all three Blade movies and directed the third one. Yeah, he wrote Blade. He oh, he wrote and he wrote Blade. He wrote Blade Two, and then uh, he directed Blade Trinity. And wrote it. Um, he also wrote Jumper. Remember that time we watched Blade Two? Yeah, Blade Two. You know rules. about Jumper? I do know about Jumper. You know who's in that movie? Who's in that movie? Hayden Christensen. Is he really? And Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. Samuel L. Jackson is the villain. Hayden Christensen is there. Should we watch Jumper? Yeah. We should watch Jumper. We should watch Jumper. <laughs> um, oh, he also wrote Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That's the less good one, right? That's the newer one. I don't know. I I remember liking one of those movies. I like both the Ghost Rider movies, but I remember liking one of them less. But I don't remember. It's which probably one. the second one that is lesser. People who don't like Ghost Rider say that this one is worse than the first one. Okay, the first Ghost Rider movie is good. I don't care what anybody says. I forgot the Ghost Rider is in Agents of Shield. Oh right. Should I watch? I'm not no. going to watch Agents of Shield. You know what we'll do instead? What? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Thank you. Let's see what he looks like. Oh, he doesn't look very good. Now he has a car in this one, I think. Oh. I might have feelings about that. That's the guy, that's the dead guy from Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, they brought him back to life for this show. What? How? I don't know. I think he, like, faked his death to bring the Avengers together or something. That's dumb. Um, I, I want to see what he looks like. Show me Flaming Skull Man, please. No way, I'm going back to their base. Okay, we're 
Show me the flaming skull man. Come on. Okay. Flaming skull man. Flaming skull man. Flaming skull man. (laughs) That's what he did. I don't know. He claims he made a deal with the devil. Oh right, we're not. I'm not editing this into the yeah, thing, no. probably. So they're shooting it. They're gonna shoot him with guns. Okay, whatever. They shoot him with guns, and he doesn't care because he's fucking Ghost Rider. Flaming Skull Man does not look that exciting. He's a flaming skull man because his clothes are apparently fireproof. Like. Um, the skull looks all right. The flames look pretty bad. All Ghost Rider scenes. This is only ten minutes. Yeah, from season four, episodes one through eight. Why aren't his clothes on fire? Or like, why aren't? Why isn't more skeleton showing? Yeah, this is just a guy with like. A green screen hood over his head doing this role. Yeah. Which is kind of not what I want. But I guess it's a TV show. Here's the thing. Here, pause it. Because I'm bored of this now. (laughs) That's a shame. It's Ghost Rider. It's Ghost Rider. I think you could do a really good Ghost Rider TV show. Oh, yeah. Because I think all you have to do is you have to have... You just make, like, kind of supernatural in the MCU a little bit. Yeah, sure. Like, you have Ghost Riders riding around the American Southwest, like, West Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. Um, Getting in danger. He rides into town, he fights, like, spooky monsters, Mm -hmm. and he rides back out of town. And then you have, like, a overarching plot of, like... He's trying to, like, get over grieving his dead wife or something. Dead dad, I think. Dead dad. You do a dead... Yeah, you do a dead dad story, and he just rides around from town to town. You do the Mandalorian. It's literally, that's all you do. You do the Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda is... Baby Apocalypse? You do, you do. No, hold on. Uh, hear me out. <laughs> you do the Mandalorian. I don't think you're gonna have a baby in the show. <laughs> you gotta have a baby for Ghost Rider to hold and protect. <laughs> what if you did Baby Stark? <laughs> what if you did a Ghost Rider show mm-hmm. with Grogu in it? <laughs> what if you just put Grogu? In no. It? <laughs> but yeah, you just you just make the Mandalorian. Um, but, like, with a horror bent to it. Like, I just think he should be fighting Frankensteins and Draculas and and demons. Yeah. That's all you do. It's easy. It writes itself. It's it, it, And it's moderately successful. You just, like, get enough of a budget that you can make this who, flaming skull man. What do you tie this into? Because you can't make one of these in Marvel and not have it... Like, who's the other superhero or what is Hulk. it? Hulk? Hulk? Yeah. There's a there is a can't an, use Hulk. He's in the movies. Oh, you're right. You're right. There is <laughs> there's a really good um series going on right now called The Immortal Hulk. Um that is kind of like a horror Hulk comic 
that is all about Hulk running around the American Southwest do- getting into, like, deals with the devil and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super good. It's really fucking good. Uh, it also, there was a thing where, um, the artist for that put in, um, a jewelry store, but spelled it on the sign jewelry, and there's, like, mm-hmm. some anti-Semitic stuff happening, so, um. Who can Ghost Rider hang out with? Marvel hero with a horse. The other thing is that, like, Aragorn, nobody... Nobody really cares about Johnny Blaze as a character, and so you can score, like, you can put whoever. You can put... Okay. Like, you don't have to have that be a cis white guy to make that show. I was just thinking about what if Johnny Blaze is only in one episode, and we follow a new Ghost Rider, who he, like, passes on Spirit of Vengeance to. Right. Like yeah, you don't you don't have to put Johnny Blaze. You don't have to have it be a motorcycle. It can be a car. It can be whatever you want. To, it can be a motorcycle because motorcycles are cool. Here's my pitch. Uh huh. Totally different from what you just said. Uh huh. Ghost Rider is a girl. Okay. She meets Johnny Blaze as at his like final hour. Uh-huh. He's like having some final confrontation. Uh huh. And like I don't know how the spirit of vengeance works, but. In the fight, as collateral damage, she loses a mom. Uh-huh. And so she gets the spirit of vengeance from him as he's dying. Yes. And then she has a sick-ass skateboard. Yes. This is where <laughs> I was going to. Is like, what if... So the thing that I just came up with is the Johnny Blaze show. What if you... What if you put her in a city? Yeah. What if you do... Like, she's got a skateboard. What if she has to be, like, the, a Raven character? Yeah. Yeah. And then she can hang out with Jessica Jones. Yeah. And, like, and Luke Cage, who are, like, older superheroes that are, like, married with kids. And, like, they're not going to, like, really get involved because they have children, but, like, they'll help her out sometimes. Yeah. Like, like, you know, don't bring any trouble to us. But we'll give you advice. Yeah. Like, Jessica Jones is going to sit her down, put her hand on her shoulder, like... You need to get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, the fun thing about superheroes is that we could just make up bullshit. We made up a whole thing about the West Coast Justice League yesterday. We made up a whole thing about the West Coast Justice League that I'm not going to repeat on the podcast because I like it enough that I want to figure out how we could, like, actually do it, maybe. I don't know how you would write that without, like, you know, needing the... Also, we don't... We're, we don't have the means to pay an artist. Yeah. We don't, so. I'm, I'm just thinking of writing stories. Yeah. Cause I've been writing recently. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're not repeating our West Coast Justice okay. League. We could. Do you wanna? I just, I don't know. Steel is in it. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Steel <laughs> is in it. Ste- Nightwing <laughs> tries to recruit Steel to the West Coast Justice League and Steel is like, I guess this is our thing is putting retired superhero yes, things. That's <laughs> the whole thing is like, Taking the ones everyone knows and making them retired so that you can put a focus on the more obscure and younger characters. We, okay, but we did make a West Coast Justice League of pretty well-known characters and then make the retired guy steal. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like that was appropriate. (laughs) I was thinking his character, like, his thing was like, yeah, I'm retired. Nobody wanted this guy with the S on his chest. Everyone wanted the other guy with the S on his chest. Yeah. And that would be, like, a thing. Like, a, a 
plot point. Yeah. Like, how he feels about having retired. No, the moment he necessarily wanted to retire. The moment you said steel, (laughs) the moment you said we should put steel in it, I was like, that's the best idea you've ever had in your life. (laughs) I was just, I just thought, like, what if steel was in it? (laughs) Um, you want to watch steel? (laughs) Um, this was the thing, really, was that, like, the Snyder Cut made me, like, excited about superheroes. It was it was specifically the Wonder Woman scene. Because after the Wonder Woman scene, you and I started spitballing, like, what do, what would what's the sequel that we would make to this movie? The sequel that we would make to this movie is the West Coast Justice League, where yeah. a bunch of millennials superheroes... Yeah. But, well, well, it's a weird mix of... Because I think you have yeah. Millennial Nightwing, but then you have Zoomer um, Shazam and Zoomer Raven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, whatever his fuck his real name is, Captain Marvel. Captain no one Marvel. cares. Nobody wants to say Captain Marvel. As a person, so as a person who has read a lot of like thirties and forties, uh, probably just forties. I don't actually know when these were coming out. But as a person who has a lot of read, read a lot of like forties, uh, Captain Marvel comics. Like, by C.C. Beck. Like, I've read a lot of those, and I don't usually like, like, Golden Age comics, but I really like the Captain Marvel stuff from that time. I call him Shazam. Like, I just call him Shazam. Mm -hmm. Even though his name was Captain Marvel in all those stories I read, he's Shazam. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. Um, The comic is called Shazam. The comic is called Shazam. I don't know what you want from me. Um, I mean... People should read, like, the old, like, C.C. Beck and Otto Bender um, Shazam comics, because I think they're, like, really good. I want to watch this Shazam movie, though. We should watch the Shazam movie. Yeah. It seems cool. But yeah, we had we had Millennial Nightwing, we had Zoomer, Raven, and... Um, Shazam. Shazam. And also Cusper, uh, Ollie Queen. Yes. Because yes. he's, like, a startup... He's, like, guy. a startup tech pro guy. <laughs> and, and he's definitely got the shitty fucking, like... Green Arrow beard. And then we had Martian Manhunter being, like, older. Like, probably, like, 40s. I'm thinking... 40s coded, to be clear. I'm thinking he's got... He's, like, a 20-year-old with this, like, mustache and then the the goatee, but they don't connect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because he's, like, 20 years old and has, like, a zillion dollars from some tech company. Um, Yeah. That's... It's so obvious, because the thing was, we were talking about, like, we want to put Green Arrow in this, but how do we not make him Batman, because he's just been Batman ever since the uh, CW started, and unfortunately, there's a really obvious answer, you make him uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character in this movie, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but a good guy, but a good guy. Um, But yeah, we had other ideas for stuff uh to write into this story, but... Um, superheroes, they're fun to just play around with in your yeah. head. Yeah, it was the thing, is like, I just have I don't f- think most people are gonna write a superhero story that I care about, but. This was yeah. like the thing that I felt so acutely was just that, like, I really do like all these characters, and I just feel like. I just feel like the MCU has just, like, poisoned... The MCU and also Marvel Comics just being in, like, a really sorry state for, like, ten years now. 
Like, I just think Marvel comics are really bad. Um, and DC comics seem a little better. And there seem like they're a good Mar. To be clear, I like Immortal Hulk a lot. I like Immortal Hulk a lot. I like... I am interested in whatever's happening with the X-Men. I haven't read it, but, like, all that Krakoa stuff sounds really interesting. Who's that twink with the bodysuit? I see Zoe post all the time. I don't know. There's a lot like of a faceless bodysuits. Like a faceless mask. There's, like, a shiny suit. I don't know. I have no idea. It might be Xavier. Maybe. I have no idea. I haven't read those X-Men comics. They seem good. The actual thing that I... The actual thing um, that I hate is, like, um, that Spider-Man was just Dan Slott's, like, play, like, toy for ten years, and he just got to decide everything that happened with Spider-Man for ten years, and then they passed that to Nick Spencer, who I think is, like, reprehensible and should never have a job in comics again. Mm -hmm. Like, um, fuck Nick Spencer. Um, And so, like... Yeah, the, the the problem is that Spider-Man hasn't been good since, like, 2010. Because, like, the early Dan Slott stuff's fine. It's just that the Dan Slott stuff gets really bad. Um, Every year we have a comic book hyperfixation that lasts about six weeks. Yeah. So. Is, yeah. Um, Look forward to two new I, episodes of Time to Go Titan. <laughs> I'm trying to harness, because I, like, I've read comics this week. They just haven't been cape comics. You know? Yeah. Like, I read Spy X Family and Monstrous instead, and I feel... The thing I want out of superheroes is specifically, like, here's an AU mm-hmm. where this is this version of this character. The and thing- I'm like, I don't really want things to be that connected. I just want to see cool iterations on ideas that I already know because I live in America, mm-hmm. so I know who Superman is. I yes. know who Batman is. I've never read a Superman comic or a Batman comic. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to tell me who they are. I want you to tell me what your Batman is. You know, like, what else give I, me a new Batman. Yeah. You know what else I read this week? Is I, I was sitting next to you and I was like, I had like, I was sitting next to you and using my Kindle and I was like trying to figure something out and I was like, you know, what, I'm just gonna skim through Batman Year One to see like I don't remember what I was trying to figure out like, oh I I. Got Comixology Unlimited on, like, an impulse purchase, mm. which is kind of, like, their streaming service. Um, and so I'd loaded up Batman Year One, um, and then I just read Batman Year One all in one sitting, because I, it's conservative drivel. It's, like, fascist and terrible, and, and also, Batman, like, breaks in the window and, like, goes and sees all those, like, rich politicians and, like, corrupt, like, you know, police people and is like, y'all are fucking done with this shit. And he, like, Batman just fucks their shit up. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I love Batman, dude. I love Batman. (laughs) One thing that I think people complain about or were complaining about before, I don't know where the public stance on this is these days. I do like the movies where they take the iconic costume and downplay it. Mm Mm-hmm. I do like sort of the more subdued version of character car, uh, costumes that aren't just the very vibrant colors. Because mm-hmm. that's just what I prefer aesthetically. I don't, I don't mind that stuff. I like the more vibrant, like, colorful stuff. I don't mind the more subdued costumes. What I mind is 
when somebody's like, what do you want us to do? Wear blue and yellow spandex? Like, shut up. They do that in uh, David Hayter's X-Men. Yes. Yes. That's specifically the thing that I'm evoking. Like, I like the Young Justice looks. I like the Young Justice looks a lot. Um, they're, they're like, you know, they, they start to turn into more like body armor camo shit eventually. Um, which I'm fine with, but I, I like the Young Justice looks as far as like, the colorful costumes go. I've just never been one for, like, the really, like, vibrant colors. Yeah. Which is why, like, people complain about color grading, whatever the fuck color grading is in, like, mm-hmm. the Snyder Cut or the Whedon version. It's like, I just think the movie looks good. Here, go to, just pull up something to compare them. I'll explain what color grading is real quick. Uh, if only there was a tweet. About the color grading of Justice League. Um, yeah, just... Oh, that's not what I want. That's Pull up, like, Snyder Cut Whedon comparison or something. Uh, so you see how, like... Because basically... Like, computers are such that... Oh, I didn't... I have a touch screen. I forgot that you have a touch screen. (laughs) Computers are such that you can go in and you can just change all the colors in, like, Mm -hmm. scenes and shit. And, like, have been for a while. And so, like... Like... I, I think, like, it's just a matter of, like... How... Like, it's just a matter of, like, the color palette and, like you know, like, how vibrant colors are, like, the saturation, the... that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, Um, like... I don't think about it. I just get accustomed to whatever that movie looks like. mm -hmm. Which is, you know... Specifically in, um... The Snyder version is a different taste. I don't... I really... I don't like Snyder's visual style. Like, it's not... It's just not my taste, you know? I like it just fine. Um, it, it, Snyder is just, like, the the way that he, like, I just don't visually like Snyder stuff very much, but I will say that, like, he is distinct and unique and sort of convincing in a way yeah. where when I'm watching a Zack Snyder movie, I'm like, this is not what I want things to look like, but... I am watching his movie, and, like, this is, like... Like, you know that it's his movie. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's his movie, and, like... Yeah, like, my natural inclination is a little closer to, like, the bright, poppy colors, the high-contrast, high-saturation of the Whedon version. I also think that that just makes Whedon's version look like a TV show, and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> um, then here's the thing that I've just been thinking about versus, like, other Snyder movies, mm-hmm. which are, like... What, like 300? Watchmen, uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, so I feel like the joke for a long time was that Zack Snyder movies are all edgy. Uh-huh. And, like, that's what the big complaint about Batman v Superman was. Like, do you bleed? Mm. But in this movie, I feel like just as Zack Snyder is pulling the comic book stuff into being more grim, mm. it's pulling him into being more fun. Yes. Like... I don't know 
how to explain it, but I definitely felt like this movie was a lot of fun, yes. despite being generally dark compared to most other movies. Yeah. And it's like, there's tension and characters, I think they say fuck in this movie. A couple times. But like, I didn't feel like this movie was edgy, aside from the Joker, which we haven't yet talked about, because that scene sucked ass. Yeah, that scene just sucks. They put that guy in a whole movie to be that character? I have no idea. I, d- I don't know. It seems bad. Seems really bad. Like Joker's in Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine wanting to see that Joker. Wait, is he in Suicide Squad? Well, I I don't think he's I don't think he's one of the Suicide Squad, but he's oh, in the movie. Okay. Uh, but I don't think he's like one of them. They really thought that this... They thought they had a hit on their hands. They thought that this, like, aesthetic choice was gonna be, like, fucking Ragnarok or something, right? Yeah. They really thought they were gonna have a sharp, colorful, like... Like, just clicking from this image with the purple and the green and the all the characters to this, like, kind of grayscale image of the characters all lined up. Yeah. Um... It's very funny. Um, oh, look at that guy. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> but yeah. Um, did Snyder do Suicide Squad? No, no. But he's probably like a producer on it or something. I imagine he had a... He touched the script before it went through or whatever. Like, yeah. He, yeah. But anyway. Um, I just felt like this movie was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was... It had gravity, but it wasn't crushing about yes. it. Yes. It was not overbearing. Um, Like, they say the mother boxes. It, every time they said it, I heard it as them other boxes, <laughs> which was just funny to me. <laughs> also, Steppenwolf is great. Steppenwolf's so good in this movie. Um, I want to make a Steppenwolf Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, so to talk about like the kind of like the gravity and the tension, like one of the things that I don't always love about like the last dozen so years of superhero movies is that every single one is about saving the world. Um, I feel bad because I'm once again parroting something that like I think Austin or Jackson said on, um, the half of the podcast I listened to. But, like, I, I agree with it, which is just that, like, all of these movies are about saving the world, and I like, um... I like the lower-stakes ones. I I like Spider-Man, because Spider-Man isn't saving the world. Spider-Man is trying to, like, you know, make sure Aunt May can make rent. You know? I think it's... So funny mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne didn't pay for it's so the funny. Kent's farm. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. And it, he didn't even think. I like that they address it too. I like that, like when he goes to the farm, he's like, "I'm just making. I'm just correcting a mistake." Like he just like takes ownership of like I should have paid for that. I should have just like not even like your mom should never have had to worry about money again. That's on me. <laughs> And I feel like the line after that where he's like, how did you get the house back from the bank? I bought the bank. I feel like 
Iron Man did that at one point, right? Maybe. Didn't Tony Stark have a line like that in one of these Marvel movies? Maybe. Like he bought something. He, he, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Maybe that was just Batman in Batman v Superman that I'm thinking of. Maybe. I don't remember. I feel like either Iron Man or Batman bought a company as like a punchline in one of these movies before. Uh-huh. Anyway. Maybe that's um, too vague. I'm just saving this image of Bubblehead uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. But like, I think they do a good job of like, this is a movie about saving the world, but like, I think it just feels... Oh, the part where like, most of the emotional weight of that has to do with one guy? Yeah. And his personal journey? Right, right. Like, I feel... Like, it feels like it's about all of these characters. It doesn't feel like it's about, will Iron Man get over himself enough to save the world? It's about, will Cyborg, like, accept the life that has been given to him by his dad? Yes. Which is framed as a second chance... Mm-hmm. But also, it's like he really didn't ask for this. We should we should talk about uh, because I just didn't I didn't care about the Snyder Cut or Justice League. I am not like the most informed on like Ray Fisher's issues with the original version of the movie and how he feels about the new version of the movie. But I I'm given to understand he's like much happier with the new version of the movie, and he's like he was pushing for like Zack Snyder. As, like, a person who stuck up for him on that set, is what I'm given to understand. Um, He's so good in this movie. So, I, at some point I mentioned to you that I didn't really know what the differences were. And you told me that he'd been largely cut out of the, the original movie. What I understand of that is that the Whedon version has almost no cyborg in it. Uh, yeah, so I went and I went and watched, like, a video on YouTube that was like... Here are some differences between, um, like, the two versions. And, like, like yeah, they were, like, talking about the differences between Cyborg's story. And I was like, yeah, Ray Fisher has, beyond just, it sounds like Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon and all those people were very racist to him. Just, mm-hmm. like, in a very direct way. Like, even if that didn't happen, let's say, even if they were, like, inclusive... I think he has every right to be mad because in Zack Snyder's version, he's the star of the movie. <laughs> he's the star of this movie. And when you told me that they cut him out, and then when I went and watched like some of the differences, I was like, he was the star of this movie, and they cut him out of it. Even little uh, cut, like aside cuts yes. to him during scenes seem to have been like removed. Yes. Like, I don't know... He was the star! I don't know what you ma- what the emotional arc of that movie is without him in it. <laughs> and, like, and he's great. Like, yeah. like, I would go watch him in, like, a dozen more movies after this. I think he does a fantastic job in this movie. He should be... I, I, he should be so mad. Also, it sounds like Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns and all of them were super fucking racist. <laughs> I believe it. Um... Uh, I was not expecting to care about Cyborg, just because it's Cyborg. Yeah. Like, he, I've only ever known Cyborg as Beast Boy's friend. Yeah. I've never known Cyborg on his own. Yeah. Especially, like, removed from the Titans. He's so group. good in this movie. He's really good. He's so good in this movie. Um, he's so good in this movie, and also just, like, then you hear about, like, like, listening to the podcast, like, there's apparently some scene where, like, Joss Whedon is like, oh, I'm going to insert a bunch of lines about, like, 
explaining Cyborg's dick situation. You know? Like, what's up with his dick now that he's a cyborg? And, like, um... That's already bad, and also when you're a white director, like, suddenly inserting a bunch of stuff about this black person's dick in the movie. Mm. It's it's bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. He's the star of this movie. He's the best part. We haven't talked about him much, because, like... I'm just a Superman person, and I got really into that Wonder Woman scene and all this. But he's, like, the best part of this movie by far. Yeah. He carries the movie. Like. Yeah. Like, it just really kind of puts a spotlight on, why is Aquaman here? (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Like, basically no reason to have Aquaman in this movie. (laughs) And I know that's the thing with Aquaman. That, like nobody like cares about Aquaman, and he's the one who's like, "You talk to machines." Mm-hmm. It's like, you it's talk funny. to fish. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not interested in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Cyborg's great. Flash is there. He's a big part of the movie. He is. I. The Flash as a character works for me. It's just like yeah. the lines that they give him don't work for me. The lines that they gave him would work better for me if someone else was playing Flash. Yeah, probably, probably like I also just don't think Ezra Miller was very funny or convincing in like his. No, he had kind of he had incel vibes he in does. this one. Uh, but well, like, I should. We're doing the thing. Ezra, Ezra Miller uses they, them pronouns. And I know we're, like, kind of switching back and forth between talking about The oh, Flash yeah. and Ezra Miller, but we should, yeah. like, be clear about that. Um, but, yeah. The f- it's just not a very fun execution of what are probably perfectly fine lines. Yes. Um. Yeah, I just think... Yeah, I just think that they're a black hole of charisma. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Anything else? I talked about... Literally, this is a four-hour movie. This movie boils down to two scenes for me. The the Wonder Woman bank robbery and um, the, uh, the Superman, I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. If those were, like... If the movie... If the rest of the movie was, like, mid, and it was just those two scenes, I still think I'd be really high on this movie. But also, I think the movie is, like, really entertaining. Yeah. So, um... Oh, we haven't talked about Martha Kent. How did you hear that name? <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Martha Kent other than the talk about the Martha Kent scene mm-hmm. uh, that we flipped out about. And I saw the Whedon version of that scene. Oh, we should watch this on air in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to very quickly talk about like my feelings about Martha Kent, which is that like I... The scene that she's in that turns out to be a different thing. We should talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but the scene that she's in where she's talking to Lois Lane, I was so, like, kind of like... So, so the first time that she's in this movie, she's getting foreclosed and, like, she drives out of her house and there's, like, a for sale sign that has a 785 number, which was, like, the area code in Kansas. Uh, and I was like, oh. 
that's my place. And so when she came, comes back on screen, I'm like thinking about Kansas. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about my nostalgic feelings about living in Kansas. Um, and like, I think she does, I think this actress does a really good, like, Kansas accent because she's like too Southern to be f- actually from Kansas in a way. Like, it's, Kansas is not that Southern as she's doing, but, I think a lot of people, like, play up their accents, especially around, like, people from New York. I think a lot of Kansas people play up their accents. Um, and so, like, the way that she, the way that she is in that scene is, like, very convincingly, like, Kansas mom to me. In a way that, like, I just don't see in movies, you know? And then... They don't, they don't make character, they don't make movies about characters like that mm-hmm. and when they do they're made by people from hollywood not from by people from kansas not by people from missouri the only one of these i've ever seen is like uh winter's bone which is like a very powerfully missouri movie <laughs> but but then she <laughs> walks out of the apartment and transforms into martian manhunter and i was like yeah <laughs> this guy we were just talking about him yeah, we were like, they should we, put Martian Manhunter in this movie. You, you, you and I were literally saying they should put Martian Manhunter in this movie. I had no idea. I had I didn't no know. idea that he was in this movie. We were just saying they should put him in this movie, and then Zack Snyder put him in the movie. <laughs> so then he also shows up at the end to talk to Bruce. Bruce, but when uh, actor guy, mm-hmm. I don't know. Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. When Ben Affleck filmed that scene in 2016, uh-huh. he was talking to the Green Lantern. <laughs> no way. Yeah. What I read was that he was talking to the Green Lantern in that scene. No way. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, just a different green guy. Apparently, I think... I think you said this, and it was also mentioned on the podcast. I guess they said that you can't do Green Lantern because we've got a Green Lantern movie in the works. Yeah, probably. Which, yeah, I would want to make another Green Lantern movie after the last one. It's not good, but I had a good time. I can't... (laughs) Ryan Reynolds as a Green Lantern. Ryan Reynolds has been the Green Lantern and Deadpool and... He was another guy, right? Mm -hmm. Who was Ryan Reynolds? He was other Deadpool. He was Deadpool twice. Yeah, he was Deadpool twice. I thought he was in another comic book movie. Couldn't tell you. Those are the only two that I remember. Where is... Scroll up to... There we go. Okay. Uh, We've got... He's in Hobbs and Shaw. He's in Detective Pikachu. Deadpool... Detective Pikachu. I forgot he's in Detective Pikachu. I forgot Detective Pikachu happened. Yeah, I know. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine as Deadpool. Green Lantern as Hal Jordan. Maybe those are the other ones. Maybe that's all. He's a movie star. I don't know. This he's is what he's movie. in movies. Yeah. He's been in a movie or two. Uh, but this, this scene, I didn't see this context. I guess it... This scene with Wonder Woman in the museum is supposed to transition to a different scene in the Whedon version, hmm. which is what we'll be watching now. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You just mean the scene. I thought yes. you meant the movie. Um, we should wrap up soonish, but let's watch the scene. Yeah. I wanted to briefly touch on, I 
Because Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman are clearly implied to be fucking to me. Yeah. And I had a great time imagining... Imagining, one, Jeremy Irons just desperately being like, please, Master Bruce, can you just settle down with her? (laughs) She's all you talk about. Can you please just... And then... I've reinforced the bed frame this time, so... (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I was imagining is her marrying Bruce Wayne... And, like, taking a week off work for, like, a honeymoon, and then going back to her art museum job, and they're like, what did you get up to? And she's like, oh, I married someone. Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Bruce Wayne. No, 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 I just like working it here. (laughs) Uh, This video is called Lois Lane and Martha Kent Justice League. It's by Um, Flashback FM. Yeah. Um, Uh, So we're going to, I'm going to show you the Whedon version of that scene where she's talking to Lois about. I heard some bad things about this on the podcast. Three, two, one go. What did you do this weekend, Diana? Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. You were That's talking about how good her costumes are. What can I say? This outfit is incredible. But see, there's no arrow. Oh, you don't get like. Wait, there is an arrow. Okay. Miles. On the local scene, this janitor's wife had some strong words for the aliens she says stole her man. My Howard is a good man. Oh, more That's quips. Why. I love quips. And, and these aliens are going to f- probe him? Come down to the lake. People, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Probe up your aliens, you. This is terrible. Uh-huh. Why the fuck is that in the movie? I wish it said something. Oh, no. I got behind in the payments. And you know the banks jump like a cougar if you miss by a dime. Place was too big for me anyway. This looks like a TV show. Like yeah. Ghost. Well, I might have this is been terrible. able to, to talk to someone. Or you had enough to deal with. Don't need to add mother-in-law to the list. Not that I was ever. Hey, Lane. Who was your source? Um, the activist in that university. What? It's my source. I got tapped for the kidnapping story. There were all those student protests. Anyways, I'm thinking it's political. What is what is this? What? Well, I'll see if she'll take your call. <laughs> so it's a shame. This movie is only two and a half hours. Why is this in here? <laughs> it's not a shame. Sounds like you should be working that story. I'm. I'm not ready yet. I'm. I'm perfectly happy doing fluff pieces about kitten grooming. For a while. I think Martha Kent is, like, much worse in this scene. Yeah. Acting-wise. She doesn't look like she wants yeah. to be here. No, she doesn't. read the news anyway. So much bitterness. Of course, I mean, she's, it's all because he's gone. She's probably being directed to be this way, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but it's not like there's any less that needs reporting. And Clark promised me you were going to bring home another Pulitzer. Oh, did he? Oh, yes, he did. He said that you were the thirstiest young woman he ever met. <laughs> Hungriest. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> could smell a story further away than he could hear. Well, the stories just made sense. It was more than just a puzzle. It was about the truth. It was about... Seeing the engine of the world when it still ran. What? 
What? That scene was awful. That's awful. Also, the sex joke in the middle of this... The, the Martha Kent Lois Lane scene is, like, really good. Yeah. This what? Mo- this movie sounds bad. This movie sounds bad, bad. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that movie now. Yeah. Kind of. We can't have something to I also don't, because, like, that was excruciating. Yeah. That's... Uh, so... That's bad. That's really bad. It's really bad. Alien Probe. Any Anything else? Because I have work at 1. It's about 11.50 now, so we should probably wrap it up. But I don't... We've got enough time. Like, we could go till 12.10 at least, you know? I don't have much else to say. I don't have much else to say either. Fuck the Jared Leto Joker scene. All of that was it's, bad. That is... I know that was reshoots. I know that's reshoots. Um, so I said earlier that I felt like, um, like the movie moves at a pretty good clip. Mm -hmm. That scene feels like the movie screeching to a halt. Like, like slamming the brakes, spinning out the car, like... (laughs) The movie just totally flies off of the rails at some point. So that, like, Ben Affleck, who doesn't want to be there, and Jared Leto, who wants to be there too much, (laughs) can just, like, talk at each other. And I'm sure that they're cutting back and forth between their two faces, but it feels like one really long take where the camera is, like, right there. Because it's all out of focus. It's so... For some reason, Joker's face is just out of focus. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, he's like... Like, the the presence of the Joker should be, like... Like, like cinematography-wise, should kind of, like, unsettle the movie. Whenever the camera's on him, it should be a different visual style. The visual style that they chose... Is sucked. (laughs) I think maybe in this one instance, Zach should have called Joss and said, can you like trim this a little bit? Can you turn this back and forth into a couple of like establishing quips? Mm -hmm. Because the, the conversation they have doesn't feel good to listen to. The flow of it is all The wrong. flow is bad. The the way they have to shoehorn in, I killed Robin, and then he has to shoehorn in, I killed Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Like, you could have made those much better lines. It's so bad. It's the worst scene in the movie. By far. The fucking... Fucking guy from Breaking Bad Flash is also sucks, even though he doesn't have any lines. Yeah, that's the other thing, is that, like... So, the scene starts, and it's Batman and a bunch of other characters. Characters who, over the course of this movie, we have not come to care about. Yes. There's... Also, Cyborg's there, but has, like, two lines. Cyborg's there and has two lines. He's, he's Legolas in that scene. Mm-hmm. He tells you what's happening and where things are. Mm-hmm. Because Legolas has nine lines in Fellowship of the Ring, and all of them are, It's a thing! I see a thing! Are you serious? Yeah. If you go back and watch Fellowship, Legolas has nine lines, and all of them are they pointing our, things out. They got Orlando Bloom to just point at things <laughs> and look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the scene starts, and there's a bunch of other characters, and then Batman walks into, like, walks, like, 
six feet away to talk to the Joker, but it feels like he walked into a different room to, like, interrogate him or something, and the movie just, like, stops. The mo- Like, nothing happens. And then they walk back, and you're like, oh, right, there were other characters here. I forgot that Amber there were Reed other characters. Amber Reed is here? Yeah. She was an Atlantean before? Yes. Great tits. That's true. New Flash? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I could not tell what was going on with that Flash. He has a suit? Yeah. Like a like an Iron Man suit? Yeah. I'm all for having a post-apocalypse Flash forward, especially when Superman shows up. But, like... I, I assume they do this with Superman multiple times in the comics. Superman goes evil because Lois Lane dies is so bad. Yeah, um, Injustice is, like, one of the worst things that's ever happened to comics. I'm so glad it's an AU. Um, but Superman Goes Evil is, like, a pretty... They've been doing Superman Goes Evil, like, once every year or two for the past, like, 20, 30 years. Like, since whenever Watchmen came out. Somebody does a, what if Superman was evil, like, every year. But, like... And it always sucks. It's always bad. Just, like, you have another out. You wrote the anti-life equation into this movie. Mm-hmm. Why don't you use that to control Superman rather than saying that Lois Lane is the reason that everything went bad? Like, yeah. That's just boring. Mind control Superman is so much more interesting than grief Superman because yeah. when that gets broken, he's going to be pissed. Yeah. And because, then you can have your favorite moment. Yeah, because then you can have... <laughs> You can have the, like, Justice League cartoon, like, I think you can take World it, big guy. Speech. Yeah, yeah, World of Cardboard. That's the trope name. Because it's... Okay. Because he says he's living in a world of cardboard. Like, because that's what... That's the thing that I love, is that he shows up, he says, not impressed, and then he does the World of Cardboard to, to Steppenwolf. He yeah. just beats the tar out of that dude. To a degree that was like, are they... Are they going... Is this a scene where everyone's going to be like, Okay, Clark, stop. You did enough. Yeah, I thought that's where they were going, but then they don't because he just... He just beats them up so much. Uh, I also... I should say it is a testament to, like, Zack Snyder kind of, like, being kind of convincing as a filmmaker that I was ultimately fine with... Ultimately, like, indifferent toward... They kill Steppenwolf and Superman just watches and lets it happen. And he facilitates it. He facilitates. I think he puts the body in motion. Yeah. So they all do a combo on. Yeah. <laughs> like that and Batman just running around with like guns out of every orifice. <laughs> it's fine. They're all demons with no free will. Yeah. They're not people. Yeah. Like but... <laughs> Zack Snyder is like by the end of this movie and like I am in Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is not how I would do the Justice League. This is not a comic that I would necessarily want to read if it was in continuity. Because if I feel like it was in continuity with, like, Superman stories I cared about, I would be like, well, that's not how Superman acts. This is why I like the things that are AUs that are completely removed where you can do anything. Yes. But, like, yeah, by the end of this movie, I'm like, I am in this version of the Justice League. And this version of the Justice League... Superman will hit a point where he's like, I'm okay killing this one guy. You know? It makes sense. Like, at a certain point, like, you have to Especially remove a threat from Earth. 
like because they're not gonna because Superman is also put in that position several times in the comics. That's why they have the Phantom Zone, which is magic prison. You know that nobody... I know that people were upset because he did this to Zod in Man of Steel. I am upset because he did this to Zod in Man of Steel. Honestly, him doing it in um, this movie too. Like, kind of makes the Zod stuff, like, more like, okay, I guess that's just Snyder's version of Superman, because we're not going to send Zod to the Phantom Zone, we're going to kill him. But, like, like, when you think about it, sending somebody to the Phantom Zone is not that different from killing them. It's maybe worse. Yeah. I don't know what the Phantom Zone is like, but if you were locked in a spectral prison for eternity... What if you put somebody in solitary confinement for eternity? I would rather be killed. I would rather be killed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um... I mean, Superman doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman cuts his head off. Wonder Woman cuts his head off. <sighs> Superman cuts one of his horns off with his laser vision. Yeah. And, and then punches him a couple more times. And it seems like, okay, that's going to be like his thing. Like, I have defeated you. I have made this mark on you. I feel... I don't think he was going to kill him. With, unless they yeah. did the lasso and the cutting and the... I feel that Zack Snyder really missed an opportunity because what you and I thought was going to happen in that slow-mo shot was that she was going to cut his head off and his head would fly through the portal and the body would land back on Earth. Yeah. (laughs) And both of them went through the portal, which I feel was a huge missed opportunity. But they still had the scene where Darkseid stops his head with his foot and then crushes it. And that would have been even better if his body was on Earth. Yeah. I I feel that was a missed opportunity. I feel like Zack's not fucked up. Like... I'm fine with Superman killing the big bad villain at the end. Yeah. I think that that's acceptable, much more than, like, Superman punching his fist through the Joker's heart. Remember when (sighs) Superman fisted the Joker to death? I do remember that. Remember when Superman realized that Lois Lane was pregnant? Because he could hear two heartbeats. (laughs) You, you know what? Mm-hmm. As bad as that is, none of that is as bad as anything in Arkham City. <laughs> you mean Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight. Uh, Arkham City is also bad. I will stand by Arkham City is also bad, but Arkham Knight is... I like Nightwing's design in Arkham City. Yeah, Nightwing looks good. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked all the costumes in Arkham City. That's half of why I played that game. Arkham Knight really is, like, the worst. I can't believe... That I still like superheroes after playing Arkham Knight and watching Joker in the same month. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> this is like a scuba suit, almost. Yeah. Oh, well, this action figure makes it look worse. Terrible. But, like... He looks know. good in the game. He looks good. We should wrap it up. It's good hair. I gotta, I gotta get ready for work. Um... Yeah, this is our yearly comic book episode, or, or like specifically like superhero episode. Yeah, of Export Audio. It, look forward to like three more of these, and then we're never talking about superheroes for a year. Yeah, until fucking if they put X Men and Marvel, that might be like a thing that I. Watch. Yeah, like if you if they if one of us starts reading X Men comics, or they do an X Men TV show or something. Or we'll Titans. End- X-Men or Titans are the things that I think hook us in strongest. Yeah. Just because we like ensembles. We do. We do. I I want them to do the X-Men and I want them to not fuck it up. It's Marvel. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be terrible. They're going to literally be working for the U.S. government. They're going to be working. 
I, it's it writes itself because because the Marvel formula doesn't work for it because the Marvel formula they're gonna have like four X Men because all of them have to be big time movie stars, um, and there's only there's only gonna be like four or five of them. They're not gonna be the ones you want, but like an X Men TV show writes itself because you put like tw- twelve teens, like twelve really young actors that you don't have to pay very much. In a mansion. That's all you do. That's all. It should be easy. What if periodically they are attacked by a sort of a band of evil teenagers? Yes. Led by one old guy. Yes. That's all. You get like a bunch of character act, like a bunch the of character actors. This is how you get X Men WandaVision or some shit. You no, have- no, no, no. <laughs> you make a soap opera. It's a soap opera. You have somebody be an evil twin. Like, it's not hard. They're the X-Men. <laughs> you make two of them lesbians and then kill them immediately. Like, it's easy. <laughs> what is the Marvel version of X-Men? Closing bit. You you hire four really big movie stars. You hire... You have... Wol- uh, no, you don't do Wolverine. You don't you do don't Wolverine. Do you do Cyclops, Jean, Rogue, Xavier, Rogue, Xavier. Xavier is like a. I, I think of him as not part of the team. Your team is Cyclops, Jean, Rogue, uh, and Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. I don't too. know. Is Colossus big enough, or do you want Beast or, or something? Uh, Be- who's Beast- your big silhouette? Uh, you do Colossus. Beast is in the movie, but he's not like part of the team. He's kind of like the hang at home, like you research guy. You have Colossus to make like quips about yes uh, communism, yes, and how how bad it is, yes. And you maybe you put Kitty. If you're gonna put in Colossus, I guess you should probably put in Kitty. Um. Oh, you know what? You can't make this movie without Storm. So it's it's Cyclops. It's Jean. Storm. Okay, Xavier's dead. Cyclops runs the academy. Gene, Cyclops and Jean run the academy. So they're kind of out of it. Um, you do Kitty, Colossus, Storm, um, Beast, and Rogue. Is, is this, is the lineup from the original X-Men movies? Is uh-huh. that like the core lineup? There isn't really. Cause like, I realized that like, watching the Teen Titans cartoon, that's a different core set of Teen Titans than what the Teen Titans comics were. And There's, so I'm curious, like, what is this, like... So if you... The original five, the original five are Cyclops, Jean, um, Angel, Iceman, and Beast. But that is not a, like, really beloved lineup. The only reason that lineup gets rolled out is because it's the original. People don't really care about Angel... <laughs> People don't care about Iceman unless he's gay, and even if he's gay, that's his only character trait. Well, here's the thing. We do you, need to be wrapping this up. You do have those two in there, yeah. because you know they're going to be setting the stage for Archangel, yes. they're going to have him be gay, yes. and that'll be like their Iceman fucking... will, Iceman will... Yeah, you put Iceman in it, he's gay, and he does quips. Um, you, you put Iceman in it, and you make him Wallace. Yeah. You make him Wallace, is what you do. <laughs> Anyway, um, none of this is good. Yeah, the other thing is that you hire people who cost way too much money. 
you hire real movie stars so that they all need like they're all like well i need more lines and is I need... anyone gonna go for that anymore is anyone gonna sign no. on to like i want to be this character for eight years is like i mean i guess the money's probably good but like do people want that job i, I don't know how actors know. feel about like oh i have to be, i'm done being wolverine now yeah fuck it i'm out yeah i don't know I, I really think that if you were going to do the X-Men, you should do a TV show. You should have a really big cast. Like, a really big cast of nobodies. And at least three of them should be secret brothers and sisters. And, like... Like, I don't know. It, it's easy. You X-Men should be the show where you write episode one and you're like, okay, what's episode two? And you don't have an arc. You just, like... You write episode one to be as dramatic as possible, and then you're like, okay, what happens next? Okay, what happens next? Like, you should not have an arc to it. It should be... Yeah. Well, regardless. None of that's gonna happen. What if Thanos and Apocalypse, like, had, like, a little boxing match? That would be fun. Just two big blue guys. Where can people find you online? Twitter.com slash NeitherNora. You find me on Twitter uh, at Atomo underscore coffee. Give us money on the Patreon. Give us money on the Patreon. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to set a goal on the Patreon. Okay. And when we meet it, I'm going to do a Marble Hornets podcast. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Are you going to rope me into this? Who's your co-host? I don't know yet. Okay. I might get roped into this. I'm just saying Export Audio Marble Hornets podcast is a new Patreon goal. Uh, by the time this goes up, it'll be on the Patreon, and uh, you'll see it when that happens. Uh, but give us enough money, and I'll fucking do a Marvel Hornets podcast. I don't give a shit. I've been thinking about this for a while, and now all I'm saying is that <clears throat> I know what our rent is in my head, uh-huh. and we should probably just set the goal to be like Patreon should pay our rent, <laughs> <laughs> minus what we give to a couple other people uh, on the network. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna set the goal up, and uh, yeah, give us money, and we'll I'll do that, and also maybe that'll just be a Patreon podcast. Yeah, that'll be Patreon exclusive. I think. Yeah. You have run the format by me, and I am into the format enough that I might get on board with this, even though I'm not that interested in Marvel Hornets. I think it'll be fun. I just I think it'd be a fun. I think it'll be a really fun podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. That's at exportodd.io. Yeah. Um, and click stop. I gotta go get ready. Okay, bye. Good podcast. <laughs>